Sometimes you cannot realize how important music is, how powerful it is, connecting people. One music, one world, one you. Be you. Listen radio show Deep Pleasure. New episode every Friday with the best mixes from DJs around the globe. Hi, this is Sonic Union and you're listening to Deep Pleasure Music. Hi, this is Stefano Ricetta. You're listening Deep Pleasure. Hello, that's me, Dekra, and you are listening to Deep Pleasure. Hello, this is Tupol, and you are listening to Deep Pleasure Music. Hello, this is Omid16B, and you're listening to Deep Pleasure Music. Follow us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Hi, and welcome to new weekly episodes of Underground Music. Deep Pleasure. Our team always bringing the best electronic music from DJs worldwide. Endless list of selections. Go and check SoundCloud and YouTube channels. If you're gonna follow us on socials, Facebook and Instagram, we'll have chance to know more about upcoming guests on our show. According to our schedule, we have something special to deliver to you this Friday. Guys, let me introduce this Friday mix owner, DJ and producer from Croatia. Originally born in uh, Manchester. This time we decided that we have to get in touch with, with the man himself, Crasho. Hi brother, how's it going? I'm very well, thanks for having me on the show. It's a, it's a real honor to be on the show, thanks for having me. To be honest, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Before we play your mix, can you describe your sound to people that might not have heard of your music before? Yeah, I mean, I guess it generally falls under the techno banner of today's techno, I guess. Um, obviously, techno's changed throughout the years in terms of its, you know, the way it's perceived, it's, uh, you know, it's gone through progressive stages hard stages acid stages mostly incorporating a lot of trance in the modern techno I guess what's in, typically in the beatport charts um, my sound really is, could be a combination of all I don't really try to say well, I'm that style of techno DJ or I'm this style of techno DJ when I make the style of techno that I consider techno um, it's generally going off my mood when I'm in the studio how I'm feeling so it's generally uplifting it's generally got a big kick big bass big lead big hooks big stabs um, and I like to consider it kind of, I would say that kind of warehouse style techno if I was going to try and pigeonhole it. But again, I make it across the board, I guess. As we can see, you have been in industry for over 20 years, right? So have been any, uh, some highlights for you? Oh God, you're making me feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a long time, it's a long time. Um, Getting to tour, for me, you know, has always been amazing. You know, when you go into places and you're meeting some of the people yeah. on the dance floor, I think they're, they're the first people. I mean, look, from an artist's point of view, there's so many things I could I could reel off over 20 years. It'd be impossible. But from uh, being on the dance floor, you know, going to different countries, touring, you know, different places and, and mm -hmm. in and out, and you don't really have much time to see much, but, you know, it's the people that make the dance floor, you know, yeah. going in, seeing these people. And you see the different cultures and the, the way that they react, they react to the different genre music that are being played in front of them. And that's always been a highlight, you know, meeting these people, speaking to these people, yeah. you know, really getting a sense of what's going on in the dance floor. That's, all, that's always been amazing. Um, I guess 
from a performance point of view, that's difficult again for me to answer. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say that one of the most pinnacle things that really stood out in my career as an artist was many, many years ago. Um, for those that are listening that are a bit younger of a generation, I got a residency at a UK brand, a nightclub called God's Kitchen, many, many years ago. We're going back to 2003 now. And that then was one of the biggest dance organisations in the world. You know, it had festivals, it did big dance events. Um, and some people might not have heard of this, of this night again, we're going back many years, but back then this was a really, really big deal. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool for me to be asked to be the main resident. You know, playing there as a, as a resident, I got to meet a lot of uh, big name acts and I was only, you know, very, very young back then. And, you know, making those connections and playing for those artists before or after was always amazing. I think the one that probably would stand out the most for me, and I can even tell you the date it was actually, was the 6th of February 2004, which was actually my birthday weekend as well. Wow. And I, I was asked to play for Warm Up for Carl Cox. Back then, to me, that was, a, you know, this he'd been someone that really pioneered me in the industry. I always wanted to play with him. I always wanted to, you know, I thought, you know, I think anyone, you know, even today, to get to play with Carl is a real honour. Uh-huh. Um, That's and, awesome. That's really... Yeah, it was, well, it was, especially that age, because what you got to remember is, back then, it was very different as to what it is now. You know, yeah. it's very, very common now to see a very young, you know, even 80, 90-year-old, 20-year-old DJ you know, on a huge stage. But back then, it wasn't. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't see DJs that young doing gigs that big. So it was, it was a real honour. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I played. The, I had to play a four-hour warm-up set for him. Because mm-hmm. he'd come on at one o'clock to a three. He was doing a three-hour set. And the club was just literally within 30 minutes of open was jam-packed. So to play for four hours, and you can't really go too hard. You still really play the warm-up set. Yeah. You know, so it was very difficult and tested me as a DJ, certainly. Of course. Um, to play for him for that amount of time. And then six months later, the official DJ Mag Top 100 come out, and they asked Carl Cox, they said, who's played the best warm-up set for you? And he said, me. I mean, that really opened up a lot of avenues. After that, commenting DJ Mag, you know, I started getting, you know, bigger gigs, uh, yeah. flying, you know, touring a lot more. So that was probably one of the favourites. Probably anyone could say that one of the highlights could be to play with Carl Cox. Yeah, well, I, mean, I didn't expect it. I mean, yeah. I, was, I remember I was on a train from Manchester to London and uh, I read DJ Magazine. I actually read the article three times oh, right. and I didn't even notice my own name. It was only on the third time I realised that person he was talking about was me, which is something about how can you not, you know, I really honestly didn't when I read the article because I read I read articles a few times yeah and I, I kind of I guess I was skipping over it and I it, you know I read the question and it was me and I was like it was on yeah. the third third time it was me so it was crazy <laughs> Again, back then, people didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot as many young DJs getting yeah. that much exposure. So yeah, it yeah. really helped me with my agency, my management at the time to kind of get more, you know, more touring going and playing in, you know, more international countries, which I did as a result of that comment. So it was a real big deal. And and, and, and then to top it off, to put the, the cherry on the cake, if you if you per se, yeah, yeah. Um, all my family and all my, my friends were there for that, for that one event, you know, so I, had, I think it was 30 people people come down to see me play that event because they knew how much it meant to me as an artist being so young playing for an artist so big and right. supported me so that made it even more special thanks Greshov just I would like to ask quickly about this period which just uh, just passed COVID-19 has affected uh, as you know the industry a lot of bad ways what good thing do you think uh, could come up of this moving forward yeah I think it's a really important question good question it's a really important question um, I think obviously this 
I mean, 2020 is a real, really bad year for the industry on the whole, for any industry, I think, you know, a lot of industries are going to suffer. I think from a, a good point of view moving forward, I think that we're going to see a lot of good music come out um, towards the back end of the year and into the start of 2021. A lot more people have been locked down. A lot more people have been in studios. A lot more people are making music. Yeah. Um, also, I think that the good thing is we've seen a lot more online events, streamed events, whether you're, you know, a huge artist, a middle range artist or a beginner artist, you know, it's become very acceptable now just to set your decks up or whatever equipment you've got. And, you know, whether it's on a in a studio or on a coffee table or whatever. And I think that's a good thing. You know, people have got more confident into, you know, doing streams because, you know, I've seen some live streams from absolutely massive A-list DJs and, you know, they're just on a coffee table. I've yeah. fallen on the decks and I think that's, that's cool. It's not in some big club or whatever. And that, that's, that's a good it's thing. It's like you're building connection between you and your new fans, new friends, maybe new audience in general. The musical aspect of it as well. What yeah. we've got in store for next year you know you look at all these big eyes but also you know your smaller eyes everyone's been on lockdown there's not been much else to do if you yeah. really are dedicated to this industry all you really can do is make music so yeah. you know there's going to be some great music coming out so it's, it's exciting times in that aspect I think with so much of competition right um, around and everyone wanting to be a DJ and producer what advice could you offer for people wanting to get into this music industry I think first and foremost is really find your sound or try and understand what sound you want to be around look at it's very easy as a producer sorry as a DJ on the dance floor to go and see a DJ oh, I love this music it might be a lot of their music it might be a lot of someone else's music mm-hmm. I think what you've got to do is you know you don't want to be copying you want to be kind of creating your own sound yep. so that's maybe listening to a style of one artist and another artist and kind of going well I like a little bit of this and I like a little bit of that but how can I make this go down the line in between both to make it my own yep. I think that's quite important you know really do your research on your labels who you want to target what artists you want to be playing your music things like that from a I guess a practical side of things this would depend obviously on your financial situation and um, i think the good thing is getting software getting cheaper and cheaper you know you can download ableton logic yeah yeah uh, you know you can get them relatively cheap now depending where you are in the world uh, i know the uk got a program set up by the uh, at least lashes basically the artist lisa lashes a uh, mm-hmm. huge name in the dance in the dance industry she was a massive iconic name and she set up a um a DJ school and production school now this Fine. DJ school and production school is completely free depending on your circumstances it's government funded so if you are based in the UK and listening to that yeah. you really need to check this out so if you were to go to www.lisalashieschoolofmusic.com right. and look at their courses again if you're based in the UK put an application in because even if you've got the equipment and software it's knowing how to use it do you know what I mean and there's yeah. so much you can learn in this industry I'm still learning now you know as a producer I've been producing for quite some years and I'm still learning I don't think any producer doesn't stop learning yeah. so I really would recommend that if you're based in the UK and again there's I hear so many different programs in other countries you know try and look at getting help try and look at getting exposure um, if you are at a point where you kind of 
you know, you think you want to learn more in a certain area. For me personally, the best thing to do, and I still do it now, is I go to YouTube and I look at YouTube videos and I try to learn, you know, what I can online. If I can't do something, I will sit there and figure it out. So I guess it's a case of putting the time in, really, but channeling that positive energy into your production, into your music, into your demographic, yeah. making sure you're targeting the right DJs to the right crowd, to the right label. So before we play your mix, so we'd like to ask, uh, what can we look forward to this mix? Do you have any uh, new tracks that are being uh, released for people to buy soon? Yeah, actually, there's quite a few exclusives on this track, actually. There's some very, very new stuff on there. Um, some of it which I can't even release the name to, so I apologize. Sorry. I've been and I want to put pressure on promo, but I'm, I'm kind of bound uh, by the labels to not release some yeah. of the names. They want the exclusivity, which is just the way it is, um, for those who, those who know and those who don't know. Um, however, yes, there is. At the end of the month, I have got a new EP coming out on Airborne Black, okay? The EP, to know and those who don't know. Um, however, yes, there is. At the end of the month, I have got a new EP coming out on Airborne Black, okay? It's called Together as One, okay? There's two-track EP, so the two tracks are actually in the mix. Right, okay? that's great. Uh, Together as One and Third Gear, okay? And those two tracks will be available, Port Exclusive, okay? They're going to be on Beatport Exclusive uh-huh. on the 31st of July, this month. That's amazing to have you know, those tracks on our show today. Well, I wanted to make sure there was some stuff for some people if they did want to buy. And again, yeah. you know, to reiterate, there is there is some stuff there that's uh, not quite available just yet, but they can hear yeah. what will be coming out uh, over the next year or so. That's awesome. Thank you, Crasho, for your time. It's been good to know you better. Now, ladies and gents, man himself, Crasho, let's kick off and play your mix with brand new unreleased tracks on the pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I hope you enjoy the mix, everyone. Cheers.
everyone you're listening to the deep pleasure radio mix this is my brand new track third gear available on beatport on the 31st of july
pleasure every Friday.
start your weekend with DPM.
You listen to the Deep Pleasure Radio Mix, and this is my new track, Together as One, available on the 31st by on Beatport. Start your weekend with Deep Pleasure Music.
Hi, this is Crash Show, and you're listening to my mix for the Deep Pleasure Radio Show. Enjoy. Enjoy. 